0: one yeah.
2: hey everybody and welcome to tonight's episode of dog talk i'm your host michael j So i have to say as we start off every episode with a little bit of gratitude so thank you guys for liking loving, and sharing giving us a thumbs up on youtube and continue to spread the word out there as we build the industry here on dog training and the pet industry bringing in the experts and all the people that have the knowledge and the know-how to get the things that you're looking for this is tonight episode is uh really exciting this is a, a friend of mine from a few years ago we met back uh if you saw the episode with Chrissy Joy this is actually the person that put together the event where I got to meet Chrissy Joy so this is a neat little uh let's say flashback of the past how these people are all coming back full circle and uh from that event uh the the lovely young lady that's going to be on the show tonight uh wound up going on a, on her own mission, which is pretty cool because the name of her company now is Mission Pet Supplies. So this is an amazing thing to see how from how we all grow as we talk about success and going forward and moving in our lives and how this person was able to put on a huge fundraising event and didn't stop there, but then decided to start another a company on her own, go out there. And as it continues to grow, she even opened up a second company doing custom uh healthy uh, dog treats but instead of me rambling on and going through all that kind of stuff let me introduce you guys to crystal eater of mission pet supplies and be loyal pet treats hi crystal welcome to dog talk
1: hi thanks so much for having me i so appreciate it thank you for the great introduction too mike that was fabulous
2: (laughs) it's the the plug with the drums i'm telling you he does it every time to get everybody rocking and rolling and getting these things going so Crystal, you know we we've been friends now for quite some time. We met a, a long time ago uh, when you held a nonprofit event uh, that really brought a huge amount of people together. I it was one of those neat things that you were, you and your family did, and it's really neat to like I, again. I know I'm mumbling and stumbling here, but it was thinking about just how we got to meet each other. We we stumbled upon each other. We you had a something that was near and dear where you were fundraising for veterans community together and from there you built such a community that now you are cool pet store that you named mission pet supplies which is sort of very now that i even say it the way i say it which is (laughs) even better right like uh pretty cool how you've combined you know the passion of supporting our veterans as well as the pets and bringing them together with mission pet supplies and you are getting ready to open your first order now this is exciting ain't it
1: yeah. Yeah. So you obviously
2: look nervous now. Like I, I know. I
1: it's you know, it's it's been a quite a journey and I didn't ever anticipate that this was gonna happen. Um and we thought honestly that we were just gonna stay online the whole time. So missionpetsupplies.com was established back in twenty eighteen. And then we just you know, this is this is who I am. I love the one-on-one connection with people. Um on our website on mrpetsablies.com, we're now offering like one-on-one um like m- like meetings with me, like hour-long sessions that they can do, like nutrition consultations and those kind of things. But well, it's a good
2: point you brought that up because if you didn't say the the pet nutrition part, which I was waiting for, I was waiting how long to figure out where you're gonna say, Hey, I'm also a nutritionist, the one-on-one consults with you just didn't really wasn't adding into the pet store. <laughs> so I was where's she going with this one-on-one? I want uh, to talk about the one-on-one. <laughs> probably <laughs> one-on-one consult and talk to her anytime you want so you you originally started your career off as a pet nutritionist and that's where it seemed like it really bloomed uh to bring in those things so that's what you're adding with the one-on-one consults is the pet nutrition uh, so is it i guess all foods aren't created equal then
1: um so really actually i mean i was the vice president of a pet food for 10 years um and i learned a lot through that and i learned from some of the the leading experts in Uh, nutrition in general, as well as just better quality of ingredients, the way that um, products are manufactured, the kitchen that it's in. um, It's a full package. So, you know, any label can read identically, but it's how it's made that really makes a difference in how the dog's bioavailability and um, the way that they intake the nutrients. And all that is what I learned while I was uh, the vice president of this pet food company. And I mean, it really took me into realizing that we then needed to start this dog treat be loyal pet company um which just emphasizes on just better ingredients in there these are all human grade ingredients human products that's in it and then slow cooking them to make sure that the nutrients are still intact so i mean nutrition has just kind of uh, i i just absolutely love it and i think that the average person just doesn't do their own research they don't who has time to do any of this so mission pet supplies was established to make sure that we can provide for our consumers products that are better for your pet better for the environment by doing eco-friendly packaging or um shameless pets is one of our products that offers
2: um right, hold like on hold on, hold on easy easy girl easy so let's <laughs> a notch here we got a lot of people listening different ways right so we got to keep them absorb a little bit of the info so real quick mission pet supplies currently available percent online missionpetsupplies.com they can order everything that they're looking for for their pet and if they're curious about information they can go ahead and request a one-on-one consult with you in this way because what you're what i'm gathering now a speaker too so i grab the intel really quick so what i'm gathering from you is that there is a ton of information uh in pet nutrition that a lot of people are missing is that is that an accurate statement what you're trying to absolutely project? okay so <laughs> so now we got now the, the big question comes down to is how you're putting it together to solve that problem is the one-on-one consults, the the interior, and then you made your custom treat now, which is the Be Loyal brand, right? And you've yeah. figured out those those loopholes. But with Mission Pet Supplies, I want to circle back to that one real quick for a while, is that you know there's all different types of brands of food out there, and there's a lot of misinformation, as you stated. What are some of the things that people could be looking for, you know, if they're, they're not in your area or unable to get a hold of you? What are some of the things that like, you know, what are the top two things that people hear that are really misfed information in reference to pet food?
1: I think one of the leading issues is, well, just things to acknowledge is to flip a bag over and read the ingredient panel. If you can't understand the ingredient, it's probably not supposed to be there and it's not going to be good for your pet um and the top five ingredients on an ingredient panel is the heaviest weight of what's in the food so like 70 75 of what's in the food so if you flip it over and you don't have like a meat a protein as one of your like number one number two ingredients um then it's something that isn't the best for your dog and that also probably coincides with a lower price point as well so you get what you pay
0: for
2: yeah so that's that was always a, a big trick right like the if you, if you're getting way more weight for your pro for the money, it's probably filled with more preservatives than it is nutrition. Right.
1: Right. That's
2: you know, it's probably not the rule of thumb, but it's definitely something I've always, always looked at, you know, is that one of those things where you, I, we don't, we're not going to name brands, but you know, you, if you're getting a huge amount of food for a very, very low price, mm-hmm. uh, you're, you're probably getting a lot of preservatives and you're going to overfeed your fillers. Diet. Yeah. Tons and fillers. Of fillers, right. Yeah. So the other thing that I always tend to point out, um, and, and I'm sure you do this with your clients as well. But is where we we discuss the fact that a healthy diet is going to be better for the dog, mental, physical, uh, health wise, lowers vet visits, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of benefits to working with a nutritionist like yourself that really gets people together to understand that there's more to, you know, having a pet than just giving your dog a, a food, right? Like, how many for times sure. do they really talk about it? I mean, we as a we as people probably should see nutritionists uh often uh i know for me and my hot wings uh that's probably not I, a, you know the steady diet but that's what i eat i eat a lot of it um i mean most people probably wouldn't use hot sauce as a dipping sauce but you know hey cleans you right out so it was well i mean right. you got
1: to do it it's good it's good for the well, stomach it's all about the flavor the <laughs> It it can go on anything.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, But that's what's cool, right? Because like you, I mean, we as humans, we can make our own decisions about what goes in our bodies. Our pets don't. So we have to make those decisions for them. And just like a baby, you try to do the very best that you can. So that's where I step in. We try to make sure that we find the best food for your pet's specific needs. There's not a one-all for everybody. Um, And then we kind of try to figure out, should they be on raw or or grain free or gluten free. Is there an allergy? Is the allergy environmental or is it actually food based? And the average dog actually has an environmental allergy. It's not usually food based. So we kind of figure out where the actual allergy is lying and then we, we figure out where to to place them.
2: Now, do you help track your client's dietary issues with their pets and things like that with your company? Or is this something, you know, where if they're working with you, you track it to make sure they're on the proper food and adjusting? if necessary?
1: Yeah, so we we, ha- we frequently check in with our customers, especially our problem cases, um, not the human, but the dog. Um, when there's problem issues, we constantly, because I mean, once you start to resolve a problem, it's not, it usually isn't something that will maintain. You still have to keep adjusting. So you might start in one spot and then two months down the road, we have to then adjust it to something else because now their pH in their body's changing, the way that their body's metabolizing it is different. Or we resolved this issue, but now this has now presented itself because it was kind of squashed down because this problem was so heavy. So, um, so yes, we're constantly checking in on those customers and making sure that their, their pets, who are family, are very well taken care of.
2: Gotcha. So when it comes into, you know, recently you are going from the online to the brick and mortar, but one of the neat things that you were out there doing is that you had flat rate shipping for all local, right? Is that, is that still going on? We have,
1: yeah. So Monday to Friday, we have flat rate, 295 flat rate shipping up to $99. And then it's completely free for either delivery or shipping after $99.
2: And that, and that's a great way to compete with the, the bigger companies because you guys are a local-based business, uh, truly, you know, ingrained into the neighborhoods. And that's where you're opening up your new brick and mortar. Is that right? Up in uh, Whiteford in Hartford County, Maryland? Yeah. Uh, which is, uh, your opening is, I believe, Halloween. Is that right?
1: So our grand opening actually is the 30th. We have a Halloween party up here um, and it is super cool. Like coming out, so you walk outside and there is this dogs echoing, like the barking is everywhere. I just can't wait for the community to be able to come in here. And we've had, there's a chocolate lab that apparently lives two doors down that has come to this door every time we're in here. And I mean, tail is going and he's trying to jump in. and. There's dogs that are passing through here that can smell the food from outside, Mm. apparently. like The anticipation is so exciting. So we are going to do a a soft opening um, October 19th. And then we have a ribbon-cutting ceremony, um, which I'm so excited for. And that's going to be at 2 o'clock on October 29th. And then the next day is going to be our grand opening and Halloween party on October 30th.
2: That's awesome. So now you also... yeah. Then, so now you have you have your online store, and, and the online store is going to continue growing and Absolutely. being a part of. It. So that's not that's not going away. It's not being replaced. So you know, ladies and gentlemen, you know, you don't if you can't make it to Whiteford, you, the the availability is still there at MissionPetSupplies.com. So you know, you can do all everything virtual, pet nutrition through Zooms.
0: With Lucky slots you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: Uh, it sounds like it's a really good thing that way. Great shipping uh, deals that you have. And now with the brick and mortar, you're inviting the neighborhood in to really build in the community, which is really nice. Like we could see all this stuff above your shoulders there uh, and the ones listening, you can't see it, but there is a ton of dog stuff all over the place, uh, merchandising and her new brand of dog treats of Be Loyal. So <laughs> now, yeah, Be Loyal that from I was you know seeing on your Facebook, it sounded like it's something that started as more of a, a sidebar hobby. I'm assuming, tell us the story of what made you, I guess, become a baker. Well, <laughs>
1: um, because I was the vice president of a pet food, it's always been a passion of mine to to be able to do something that was um, that we could make here locally. And there isn't anything, um, even in Maryland, to my knowledge, that is a super food-based pet treat that provides the extra nu- nutrition that dogs need. So the average person is feeding kibble, which is great. I mean, it's still, depending on what you're feeding... Um, You're doing the best that you can. But just like humans, we need multivitamins. We need a supplement to give us all just a full, well-rounded vitamin base. So that's what this does. There's superfood ingredients that's in it that provides additional digestion support, helps to build the immunity within the dog. We use local honey from Paradise Honey um which is harvested right in Aberdeen Maryland and that honey is really helpful for like dogs with skin allergies for environmental allergies um if the dog is local at least because building up that immunity to local um allergens that honey will be super effective for that so the product itself has just been absolutely fantastic it's been selling like hotcakes and um and I mean we kind of created the tree because I have the background um but it was just there was a need for it and we So we was it
2: was work. it just a, a sidebar to to see what skill set you could put together or was it more of i you see the need fill the need it sounds like more of a sidebar project that you know you are just uh you, you found an opening in your in your calendar and just had to start baking something <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. something
1: worked. like that yeah or we um yeah, it was actually there. There's a personal reason behind it as well, because my husband was unfortunately in a very serious car accident back in September of 2020. And so um, I don't think that he he's still getting taken care of, but I'm not sure that he's going to be able to go back to his profession Um, and he's still getting treated. So this treat company was actually formulated so that when he was capable of getting himself back on track and and um, he was cleared for treatment that he was going to have his own purpose so that, you know, he had something to work towards. So I created it, um, because I had the background, but this is hopefully going to be his baby and then mission is going to be mine. And so we can, we can do things together.
2: Well, it's awesome. A little family of entrepreneurs growing together, right? You can't go wrong there. Uh, similar, similar industry. So you continue to grow into those aspects. Now you have a couple of different bags over your shoulder there uh i'm assuming there's different flavors so there are
1: we have two different flavors right now we have the cranberry and kale which is also good for urinary tract infections and then the super greens formulas Um, both of these guys are good for digestion and immunity and then we're going to be coming out with another flavor probably in the springtime. um we have six that we're planning on bringing out but these two are only guys right now um, and then we're also, the plan is also to come out with blended flavors. So two treats in one and one bag, and those are going to be super, super fun too.
2: Okay. Now are these, uh, I don't know. I'm, we're not going to ask you to open a bag, but are they treat treats? Are they training size treats? What, where would you put them in a size frame? So they a
1: soft baked treat and they do have, um, they, you could definitely break this up. Um, they are, we can open one up.
2: No, I don't, don't you don't need to worry about that. Too we're much. gonna we open it more, up. We have a months. lot of podcasts. Videos. It's, it's done. gonna be more about your description.
1: It's done. It's, right it's <laughs> open. It's open, buddy. We're gonna show you this treat right now. I should have been better prepared for that. We're gonna show you. So, this is our this is the Super Greens treat. So, it's okay, about an inch and a half, yeah. and it's super it's soft, it's very easy to break up. Um, but it's large enough that a, a large dog would be totally fine with it. This was fun though because we started this actually in a mold, and then we realized molds are not going to work very well. So this is a cookie cutter. Yeah. <laughs> so these are all handmade actually right now, um, and so it's just it's been it's been a really fun project. And then they also have apple cider vinegar in them, which is very hard for. Um, for, I mean, apple cider vinegar is not the most pleasant flavor, but we have actually been able to kind of mask it with some of the other ingredients like peppermint oil. Um, and all of it is just really good for like natural just digestive support.
2: It sounds like it's going to keep the dogs where they need to be. I mean, we yeah. had a gentleman a couple of episodes ago. We talked about keto diets versus, you know, the the heavy Carbs and in how it impacts the dogs very very bad. So it sounds like you have lined up a treat that's really a good accent point to a dog's diet, which is fantastic to think about. How you guys are here locally in Harford County, building up, teaming up with your as a family to create two different brands that are really going into uh, helping the dogs. Now you've also been, do you still do local events where people can grab your treats. I saw that a couple of times that you were at some local events. Is there any local events that you're planning to have the treats set up at?
1: Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably be more up here at this point now. Um, and I mean, we will be bringing in, I mean, obviously we have a store now, but we still plan on going out to some local events, um, even through Pennsylvania at times. Um, as the company grows, we'll definitely be out there. For sure one of us okay. will be at least but it's, it's me solo right now while he's still being yeah. taken care of so there's yeah. only so much yeah. you can do
2: <laughs> I get, yeah i get it i i do i yeah it's it's always a part of business right it's it's the ups Absolutely. the downs the lefts the rights it's a constant battle of curving and moving things around and what's really nice when you focus in on you know, the, the pet putting them in the focus point, which is all the key here, right? It's, it's yeah. looking at the nutritional aspect and and you're not far off with the treat. And I see there's, you had a bunch of different toys. You also have, now you service all animals, not just dogs, right? With, the, with mission pet supplies.
1: Yes, yeah, So we tackled everything. So we have dog, cat, small animal, reptile, um, fish products, um, and even outdoor and organic gardening that's safe for pets
2: you have access to big fish tanks i'm actually looking to upgrade
1: i mean i could definitely find one <laughs> it's not going to be in here but i will find you one yeah, okay. <laughs> upgrade
2: what do you want to upgrade to <laughs> I want, like, at least a 220 gallon tank yeah yeah wow. yeah upgrade. You know, i like going big you know
1: I, I mean yeah go big or go home i guess
2: <laughs> well, that's it you know, you, you know the fish need space i'm a big guy they need big space too <laughs> i respect them Respectful. you need a 3x tank i understand that's, yeah, that's it <laughs> you know? i don't want to limit my fish's choice in food he, if he wants to eat good food he can eat good food and let him enjoy his life you know as they say but it's not not always the thing
1: you right? still have <laughs> one fish you have one
2: fish that you're going no, I have it. a <laughs> lot of fish i have a lot we we uh we we breed plecos and guppies and, uh, and, okay. minnows and stuff and they are just so they're coming in from the from the, uh from outdoor. So my fish in the summertime live outdoors. Uh, they enjoy the spring and the sun air. Uh, they live off the bugs in the sun, and it saves a lot of money because they you know That's the feed, awesome. yeah they they eat natural. But in the wintertime, I mean, our temperatures I, drop, and I got to bring it bring them back into fish tanks. But we have a lot more babies, and um they need place. And I like my I like my fish being happy and having room to swim. So they they need a bigger home. Yeah.
1: Well, they probably are more active when they are healthy and happy too.
2: Yeah, I'm telling you, they're great. I mean, they in the summertime they live in flower pots, so it's good. They do big flower pots, not little ones. (laughs) Yeah, not like the little
1: like two guys. No, no,
2: no, no. no. It's not. It's a big, (laughs) big fish. You know, you you know, some people you see these things and you would think they'd be trees in them, and then you walk over to them and you see a bunch of fish. Like what the hell? You're like, yeah. what you do it's what we do yeah so yeah doing this all together is, and let's bring this back into your stuff now not <laughs> my, uh, i don't think anybody really cares that i have fish in a in a flower pot outdoors
1: unless they want fish and then that's really important to them yeah so,
2: <laughs> yes yeah, so, i mean it's you know big things you, you know getting all this stuff so again if it was nice ladies and gentlemen is if you're into uh other things besides your dog you they have cat stuff they have fish stuff bird stuff reptile stuff uh, you know, stuff that you, I probably wouldn't even want to touch. Next thing you know, we're going to be carrying horse stuff in there, right? Cause you're in Whiteford. So you're definitely going to have to get some horse treats and sugar yeah. licks, right? We
1: right. do. We do have actually a few where we've tackled somewhat into the horse that, I mean, that's a whole different ball game, but we've definitely started tackling into that. We even have super worms for reptiles, live super worms. And then our, this, space is super cool. We have two windows, two bay windows, and one of them, we are featuring one of our local rescues. And so we're going to have adoptable kittens in the window all the time. Um, and right now um, they are fairy tale, uh, fairy, fairy tales rescue that's going to have their kittens up there. So I can't wait to have kittens in this park all the time. So that'll be super fun too.
2: That's pretty good. So you're, so on your opening and and are you partnered with them? Is there going to be uh, is that going to be a main location for adoption where people can come, I yep. guess, meet yep. the cat be able to apply for adoption there?
1: Yep. So we have them and then we, we are going to be partnering with a few other rescues, um, house of hope and some of the other ones, but, um, they're all doing amazing work. So we want to open up the doors and allow them to have that opportunity to also have a, a space because all of them are ran by fosters and. Especially right now with COVID, a lot of times they, they don't want people, strangers, in their homes. So this is a, a safe place that they can come to and, and do their adoptions here. We will be having adoptathons throughout the month as well. But Fairy Tale will be bringing in um, adoptable like dogs and other animals besides just the kittens. The last Saturday of every month. And then we'll have we're trying to work it out now where we have the other rescues kind of coming in um, throughout the other Saturdays or Tuesday nights or just some other fun events that they can try to to find homes for those animals as well. And then yeah. we are offering five percent off to all adopters of any of those rescues and fosters that volunteer for them.
2: That's great. So giving back once again is is your mo apparently. So you want to keep doing these things, bringing people in together. Uh, I love hearing how you're you're teaming up with these rescues, giving them and providing them something that they're really lacking on, uh, which is the opportunity for people to meet in in a position where, you know, we got to keep ourselves, you know, safe and, and things like that. Uh, with the
0: Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: I'm going to stay away from the political climax of it, but... Uh, let's get into a big question here. So, what was the biggest challenge you faced getting into the pet industry?
1: Well, you mean after I was no, no longer with? No, the- no,
2: I'm <laughs> talking about getting started. So, you said you were uh, the president of a of a pet food company. That was the intro. Vice president. Interview. Okay, so the question really comes down to is, what was the challenge? So. There's a lot of people out there that are, they're trying to figure out the first step in getting into it. Now, here you are, you're uh, a pet food, uh, well, pet treat creator. Uh, so you're a baker, you're an entrepreneur there. You have the pet supply, you're a nutritionist, you worked with the pet foods, but that was the niche that you found in the industry. Uh, as you know, I'm a trainer. That's my niche in the industry. I'm not, you know, I never will claim to anything about food as you can easily look at me and realize that I'm not the guy that you want to take food advice from uh because if it if it just tastes good you eat more of it this is a way, <laughs> the way um hot sauce <laughs> yeah just throw some hot sauce on it go down nice and well and it comes out just as easy so it's good to go that way but um looking at it what was one of the challenges that you know if if I'm looking brand new and I'm interested in becoming a nutritionist or interested in working at what was the challenge you faced getting to where you are today uh what was the challenge that you had to face to get in there?
1: Well, I would say, as far as mission pet supplies goes, um, it was. I would say the biggest challenge that I had to go through um, was education for consumers, because I I don't think that the average pet owner even understand, like even thinks they don't have a clue that there's there's more to it than just what they're used to from growing up um they just don't even know so if you don't know how are you supposed to look so just the educational component and trying to have that fine line between like what they actually want to know compared to like they really don't care they just want to be told what to do
2: like yeah that's actually actually a good point you brought up there like you're saying like being told right so you know, as a trainer, and I love educational aspects of the training. I love talking about the Clever Hans effect. I love talking about, you know, Pavlov and and, and, every, and Dr. Skinner. I love all that kind of stuff. To me, yeah. the, understanding the, the hows, the whys, the scientific studies, the hope experiments, all of these different things to me is, is absolutely, like, fascinating because it's not just as simple as you hold a treat above the dog's head and it sits. It's so much more intricate. Like, I love pointing out to people how their dog studies them for 24 hours a day to figure out how to manipulate us to get them to work for them. And everyone's like, no, I have control of my dog. And I'm like, that's why every time your dog sits, you give them a biscuit. You think you're controlling your dog, your dog sits, you give them what they want, which means your dog's cue to you is I sit, you pay, right? So the (laughs) dog's actually more in control, right? Right. And they're like, no, Mike, that's not true. And I'm like, actually it, it is very true because if you come downstairs in your pajamas, right? Your dog doesn't care. Like they know you're home, right. but if you're dressed up or you touch your car keys or you touch your leash or you touch your shoes and your dog goes berserker because your dog knows that you're leaving, which proves the point that your dog is studying your habits more than you're studying your dogs, right? <laughs> so right. Like, I love that kind of stuff because it's like, man, you know, there's a phrase that I use all the time and I'm going to wonder this and maybe we should ask the the family this at a different time and find out what is a famous phrase by Crystal Eater, because I know one of mine is you must be consistently inconsistent to create consistency in your dog. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's a little bit of a tongue twister, but it's actually 100% accurate. So you must be consistently inconsistent in all your behaviors, right, to create okay. consistency in your dog, which means you be, your dog can't predict you, which means the dog has to actually pay attention to what you're talking to him about.
1: Okay. So that means okay. they can't predict
2: your behavior. So if I come down and I leave to go to work in my pajamas, that will throw the dog off, throw the family off too, but it'll throw everybody off, which means I'm being inconsistent. Now, if I do this randomly, which means I'm unpredictable, that means you have to watch and listen to what I want, to figure it out you can't guess right so when it comes into nutritional things when it comes to working with people I could see the dilemma like you said there now I know I just totally fried everyone's brain with all that but it's that, like
1: tough. That I was proud
2: <laughs> you're still there, yeah. I it, now. it was cool <laughs> yeah yeah so you're, you're sitting there with do people really want to know or do they just want to be told what dog food to buy and it's a great question of curiosity because is it that we are so habitual in the fact that we watched the commercial and we were told that this is a great food because it's holistic or they use magic words. And then the truth be told is I, I, you know, we look at people and when they come out looking for the knowledge, I've always found people are really intrigued with the knowledge. But at the same point in time, we, as the, I would have to say the educators, right? The leading resources of the industry, we're not providing it properly. We are almost holding it hostage and using mm-hmm. terms to not allow people the the insight, right? And and being a nutritionist and often, like you said earlier, if you flip over the bag, right, and uh, read the ingredients, mm-hmm. if you don't know what those words mean, then it's probably not good for you, right? Well, <clears throat> I, I always point out another thing, which is... Don't take people's advice on how many cups of food your dog should eat. There's also another thing on a bag that tells them how much of that food the dog is supposed to eat within a 24 hour. Because I hear clients come to me all the time and they're like, yeah, I feed them like six cups a day. And I'm like, was that what the bag says? And they're like, well, what, why would the bag say that? No, it's what this person said. And I'm like, well,
0: you know, yeah, back in the
1: day, I mean, back in the 70s when, when pet food, I mean, Iams was one of the first groundbreaking dog foods that were started in the industry. And their focus was trying to pull out um, byproducts out of there. And so, I mean, back then, though, it was six cups a day. So, like as their, as people, as human beings, we just kind of mimic what we've done, what we've learned throughout our whole lives. So they're just used to, they just go to the grocery store, pick up a bag of food, and then it's it is it's six cups. You have to have six cups of food that's just not that great compared to if you provided food that maybe was double the bag, might be double the price, but you feed half of it and you're giving the nutrition that the dog actually needs to sustain in life and provide them longevity. I mean, why wouldn't you want to give your dog a longer lifespan? That's what you get when you're giving better stuff.
2: Well, yeah, that's that's what we we want to put together, right? So... Like you just said the mimicking uh, point of the psychology where the brain is saying, well, this is what we've been doing for years. Why would we change it? Yeah. Well, the education that you're providing now, do you provide any open house educations where people can come and just learn about the different types of food? Or is that maybe something you might do in the future?
1: We're definitely going to do that here. Yeah. It was going to be one of the nights we'll just talk about one of the brands and um, just hone in on it and just give more, um, more in-depth knowledge. But again, most people, when I've done these in the past, when I used to work for the for the pet food, they would sit there and like zone out. And then by the end of it, they'd come up and say, hi, um, my dog has skin problems. So which bag is the right one for, for my dog? I mean, it's just like a veterinarian. You go to the vet, you pay a fortune just to be able to be told X, Y, Z. And then you do it, not even thinking twice about it because you trust your veterinarian that's what we do here we tr- we want our customers to be able to rely on us and trust us that we are doing the absolute best for their pets nutrition and that's where we step in yeah
2: well you're also I mean you're still educating them right like you just said like you're you are providing the education now if, if they, they elect it. not to listen that's you, right <laughs> then you tell them right like it's the, it's the second and one we can go it right right yeah Yeah, it's no big deal i know for me like i said i'm really interested in the the aspect of it because i don't believe all brands are created equal i i do believe everything has a something of a difference and i you know let me know your opinion on this but one of the things that i always tell people because they they come to me and i tell them flat out i'm not a nutritionist i'm not a doctor uh you know i don't really know the answer to the question but i normally tell them is that look I could tell you about my stomach and I could tell you that if you told me that here's a diet for me that is really, really good because this is what the nutritional value is, then I will tell you that if I eat that, I'm going to get sick. Where the other diet that you're going to tell me is completely bad for me, is actually going to keep me healthy, right? And in dogs, I believe it's one of the same. Like there is not one brand of food just because the commercial yeah. said so or something like that. There's not one brand of food that you're going to literally just start eating, your dog's going to start eating and be like the greatest thing in the world. They're, the dog's stomach's going to adjust. The dog might not like it. There could be some sort of makeup that's something wrong with it. Is Do you find that to be an accurate statement that the food itself could be, deter- like the dog's stomach could change the value no matter what really the brand of food is?
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, then you're also talking that, you know, in, in their age ranges, their pH in their bodies and the what how their bodies are metabolizing is different. So like, when they turn seven or eight, they could have been all on the same food, their the rest of their lives. And then they turn seven, and all of a sudden, they have a gigantic allergy. It's because their makeup of their bodies just require different nutrition. And that's not to say as soon as the dog is seven, every dog is different. So what we try to focus on is like their energy level. If the dog turns seven or eight, that's technically a senior, especially for an, a large breed over like 50 pounds. But if the dog's energy level at that point is has slowed down from when they were like two, let's say, when, I mean, if you're talking completely different types of energy, at that point, we need to lower the protein value. That's okay. where we kind of start stepping back in because it, too much protein can cause renal failure or renal issues um, because the, the organs just can't handle that much protein As for a low active dog. If the dog is like a sporting dog or high training dog, constantly an athlete, then they require that higher protein and we wouldn't bring it down. Another one too is like Rosemary. We've done a lot of research with um, with veterinarians that are specifically focused on seizures. And rosemary is actually a trigger for seizures. And most dog foods have rosemary not listed on the ingredient panel. It's in the mixed tocopherols. Like it'll say, it'll say an ingredient and then it will say preserved with mixed tocopherols and it's inside of there. So it's things like that. Like the average consumer doesn't know that or even has a clue. And we only figured that out because our Shih Tzu started having issues when she was three and we took completely off of, mixocopherols that had rosemary in it rosemary is a great preservative but not for dogs that ha- are prone to seizures so
2: so when it comes into so with the dog food what, you're, what i'm picking up a little bit here is that you know you really can't be loyalists to a brand at, at times like you might have to mix it up you might have to shock the stomach because ages differentials these things the other thing yeah. that I, I i caught in this is that the treats right that can create a problem and or an asset right so <laughs> do you have to, or should people be more aware of the mixing of dog treats with the different types of food? Or is that more of like, ah, eh, they might not get a lot, or maybe do a certain quantity of treats that creates a little bit more of a, a question mark?
1: So I would say if the dog has and as far as an allergy goes, if the dog has a food allergy, then we first have to figure out where the allergy is coming from. So obviously if the dog, chicken is a huge allergy, if the dog has a food allergy. So we would start doing elimination. So you would also have to factor in, obviously, that the treats could not have chicken in it. The same goes for grain-free or grain-based. And especially with what the FDA had released a couple years ago with the whole taurine issue and whether grain or grain-free is better. Neither one is better than the other. They both provide nutrition. Yeah. It's just the breed of the dog or the or um, the makeup of the dog, and we have to figure out which one is better. So if for me personally, I believe in rotating the proteins and most of our foods have a rotational of the proteins that we can offer. In addition, that coincides with the treats too. So if you're doing, if your dog has absolutely no food allergies, I personally recommend doing grain grain or grain-free food and then doing the opposite for the treats, that way you're getting a full nutrition um, and then keep rotating the proteins. And that starts at puppyhood to make sure that their bodies aren't stuck. I mean, we don't eat the exact same thing every day or it's sticking with one kibble and then adding on speak different for yourself. cans. Different, what?
2: I said, speak for yourself. I eat the same thing every day.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> hot salsa on your cereal? What? <laughs> I, I, yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I love me some steadiness. I told you I'm inconsistently consistent, right? So, <laughs> it's, yeah. You know, it's just, you know, there's only a couple of meals. That's it. And they just get rotated around. A way you can't predict it that's the way it works i mean
1: so, that's that
2: yeah <laughs> you know? whether your
1: pj is going to work the changing of the car i mean whatever <laughs> yeah,
2: it's, just, it's just the way it works it's just you know i'm i'm uh you know i'm a uh, you know my stomach knows what it's gonna get it's gonna get bacon and egg sandwich every morning it's the way, you know it gets it. you know i got you know we like me some bacon we're gonna call it a day you know it's just why why, why mess with something good so i
0: mean
2: i'm with my dogs, love bacon. Man. are you eating
1: the turkey bacon no, no, of course not. <laughs> Why would you do patient?
2: that? It's fake. It's fake. The turkey deserves to live. <laughs> no. it's, it's one of those things. So, getting getting back into it. So, uh, one of the things that I, I guess curiosity of, like you know, obviously being a dog trainer, we use a lot of treats with uh, reward based training, and we find that sometimes you know heavy rewards can cause diarrhea, things like that. Do you think that that could be caused just from the heavy treats uh, or could it be a a mixture of the type of foods? Is there anything that could be preventative? Is there anything that we should look for when certain brands shouldn't be mixed? Is there any type of thing like that or is it always breaking down to reading the dog's stomach and the ingredient levels to see what's going on?
1: I think it's breaking it down to what the dog does well with, but as well as it, you might be overfeeding, like for example, if, if somebody came to your training session and the next day all of a sudden they have loose stool, it wasn't necessarily because the dog treat itself was of poor quality or the dog didn't do well on it. But when you're like treating, if you gave like 25 treats in an hour, then you need to cut back on how much dog food that the dog consumed because now it's just too much for their stomach to handle and it inevitably ends up with diarrhea. It yeah. wasn't
2: the and, treat, though, and, and that's a big point. You, you know, we we with reward based dog training, it's 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 a very difficult thing because we're using a lot of, and we a lot of trainers recommend using the kibble and over treats. Obviously, uh, yeah. that way you you have control of what their intake is. You have control of the diet. You know what the the points of things. Um, but when it comes into the treats, you know, we always want to have a high value. Some some trainers, hot dogs. Uh, I know when I get a lot of stubborn streaks, I like to get into the spam. Um, because it's just stank. Uh dogs love that odor. It's just it's what it is. Um pieces of bacon. No, we don't share the bacon. <laughs> no, it's spam. <laughs> it's spam. Can can spam it's spam, right? The can they get Blaster. the lean things and the, whatever they are. I don't I know I won't eat them. I won't eat them, but the dogs love them. <laughs> dogs uh, we, love
0: them.
2: Dogs love it. It's, and uh, you know, as a trainer, what I like about it. Uh, to be honest which i have no idea what this would have an effect on them I in mean, the sense of a stomach now we're talking nutrition but i like them is because i actually don't have to give the dog a whole lot of it because my hand stinks like it so they keep licking my hand they think they got it they got more but they <laughs> actually didn't they actually didn't get any uh, I mean, that's pretty smart yeah it, you know you gotta outdo it right they can't predict it's, me
1: inconsistent. it's, yeah, it's inconsistent it's consistently inconsistent. there's right. no it's, treat it's, here no treat there,
2: <laughs> but your brain says there is yeah, see? <laughs> Cause the dog's going to go off their nose. Right. So we look at that kind of stuff and we put it together. And again, it's, it's a way of lowering their calorie point, right. They're not getting the spam, but we, we, as humans, uh, you know, a lot of people tend to give their dogs, uh, food off their plates. Um, obviously, you know I mean? Hey, you know, we didn't eat this for dinner. Here's your snack. Here's this, here's a little bit, you know, in your professional opinion, where do you feel that that falls into, um, we're not going to get into the training aspect of it, but we're just curiosity of like giving your dog something cooked, it, you know, does it, do you feel like if, it, if it's once in a blue moon, it's really not going to have an effect or do you feel like that could have a major issue since, you know, we add so much stuff to our food, salts, peppers, spices.
1: I mean, there's some, um, like herbs and, and ingredients that we put on the food, like garlic, um, and onions that can be toxic, but I mean, only at extreme cases, Um, so, I mean, unless you're like really heavily, which, I mean, I definitely know some friends that are like, oh my gosh, I had garlic today. Like those kind of situations, you don't want to give that to your dog, but I think doing just, um, just natural, like if you, if you prefer to give them food, which is great, I mean, they should have fresh food too. So if you want to do chicken, then maybe cook them a small piece of chicken and then put it to the side and then put on. The rest of your ingredients on it um, just to make sure that you're not doing anything harmful to the dog unless it's just really mildly flavored on there i don't see it being a problem i would right. not recommend right. pizza and i would not recommend buffalo chicken either
2: liars not no here. so <laughs> all right the next big one that, that comes out would be is the chocolate issue right so oh,
1: chocolate.
2: everybody says right. you can't give a dog chocolate right now, uh, I went to a veterinary one time, and, and they had a chocolate uh, uh, meter, and I thought it was like the coolest thing in the world. So they have this like paper disc thing that they move around to determine how bad um, or what could happen, whatever, with the dog. So if it eats, you know, a couple of Hershey Kisses versus a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, versus oh, like, you know cool. things like that, and it talks about how bad it can get, and it's uh, it was it was crazy to think about. I was like, man, um, I think if I and I even had on there where. I forgot how it was like dark chalk, dark chocolate, chocolate, whatever. It had like a, like a pound. Like it was like a huge amount. I'm thinking of my head going, I think if I even consumed that, I think I would be, <laughs> I'd be, I'd uh, be on the floor messed up. So, but I know Halloween's coming candy's <laughs> going to be out, you know, and the dogs are going to grab it. You know, is there any thing that, you know, people should be highly aware of? Is there anything out there that, y- you know, Hey, I mean, obviously you don't want your dog having chocolate. It's really not that good for him. But, you know, where, where does this fall into, into that? Is it something that literally deferential? Is it something they should seek medical care right away? Or is it something that, you know, a Reese's peanut butter cup isn't gonna, you know, kill him. It's gonna give him diarrhea. Or do you not know? It's a good question. I'm just curious now. Cause I would say at that
1: point, nervous. it's funny story. of I mean, not funny story. Actually, uh, um, interesting story. This past weekend, actually my grandmother had came over to my mom and dad's house. And they have two puppies. And the boxer puppy was um, had gone into my grandmother's purse who had four, um, she had two different bottles. One of them had blood pressure medication in it. And the other one had baby aspirin. And the dog had consumed four of each of the pills. And my mother called me and she's like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, I am not a (laughs) veterinarian. Like, I love that you think I know that. But I don't. And so she actually, the best recommendation I would say, if the dog has something like that or chocolate and an over excessive amount, um, I would say call a poison. There's a poison hotline specifically for animals. Easily Google it. Um, and then they can let you know whether it's a very serious situation where you need to take them to the emergency hospital or not. Um, yeah.
0: And
1: then I, I would definitely make sure that you are aware, though, how much that they consume because that's gonna, that's going to be a question that they ask.
2: So really keep the candy to myself. See, now we have agreed that eat it all. I should eat it all uh, <laughs> when Halloween's over. So when all the candies tough. collected, uh, ladies and you gentlemen, if you guys have candy devil. that you need to get consumed, you can send it to me. I'll gladly take care of it, especially <laughs> Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. So just let you guys know, if you have any problem consuming your Reese's Peanut Reese's. Butter Cups, you do not have to worry about your dogs consuming it. I will gladly take care of it. So <laughs> there we go. We have it I'm a big
1: fan of almond joy, you know. Yeah. I just little nut specialty. <laughs> like, where is it in the chocolate?
2: <laughs> I'm gonna keep my comments. So there we go. Uh, so <laughs> with, when we go into these things, we. You know, we're going to get ready to close up the show here. And I just want to get everybody know uh, Crystal Eater is the owner of Mission Pet Supplies and Be Loyal Pet Treats. These are uh, two companies, one, Mission Pet Supplies, started 2018, where she is online at MissionPetSupplies.com and is getting ready to open up her brick and mortar location. This uh, soft opening, October 19th in Whiteford, which is, uh, what was the physical address again? Was it 13? It's
1: 1632 somewhere. Main Street.
2: So <laughs> 32 so main street in whiteford maryland right there on the pennsylvania line so if you guys yep. want to come out enjoy it it's going to be a soft opening on the 19th uh ribbon cutting on the 29th followed by yep. Two the uh costume party and pet party on the the grand opening Friday. october 30th yep so this is really exciting so uh, an online store to be gravitating to a brick and mortar is really cool because it really goes to show How much support uh, that we are giving to local businesses, local owners, as we continue to grow through a real pandemic of a time where a lot of businesses are struggling. So it's really cool to see the community coming together, support each other. And especially when there's owners that are giving back, uh, they're giving back with their education, creating a special treat for your dog's dietary needs, as well as their wants and desires. You know, like my bacon craving. She's got that covered for the dogs. Um. So it's really, really cool. So Crystal, I really want to thank you for being a part of our show. It was fantastic having you and we can't wait to uh, have you back on. Maybe we'll be able to sooner or later get to your show and do a live one. Actually, no, wait that I am doing that. Holy crud. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) I actually totally I don't know why I had such a brain fart. Uh, We are actually going to be filming uh, Hartford Lifestyles. Uh, awesome little thing that you guys can check out on Instagram, Hartford Lifestyles on uh, Instagram, where I'm a little bit of a host where we go around the local business here in Hartford County and give you a sneak peek, with little things that going on, a little interviews. So if you guys are interested in seeing more before the grand opening, check out Hartford Lifestyles because we will be over there filming Thursday uh, at 10 a.m. So if you guys are around and you want to sneak into her store while she's there, it'll be <laughs> every Thursday at 10 a.m., uh, we'll be there filming. So, just the guys who can check it out. Uh, those are different things. Crystal, thank you so much for being a part of our show. And we look forward to seeing you. I look forward to seeing you on Thursday and hope everybody gets to enjoy your grand opening at the end of the month. So, thank you. Thank
0: so you. Much.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, please join me to- for another episode of Stuck in a Truck 845 on your favorite channel at BLK9 TV. Uh, if you guys are looking for anything, please like, love, share, and send out to your friends because I know they're looking for the information. So, don't be selfish. Keep on sharing. Get it out there, guys. All right. We'll see everybody next week. Bye.